All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Full Profits Podcast. We are doing an episode of Clean Breaks. My co-host today is my man's and them. State your name, gangster. Caesar in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So me and Caesar, uh, we 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 are lovers of boxing, and this is something that we do as we head into the weekend where Canelo Alvarez, Saul Canelo Alvarez, will be facing BJ Saunders. What a crazy week of boxing so far, huh? We are. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, bro, and there's already so much drama, bro. This so theater is just getting started. Yeah, man. We're talking about two feet. We talking about two feet. Two feet, my man. Two feet. And the crazy part about this ring being only 18 feet is if you wanted it to be 20, 22, or 24, this is something that you could have put in your contract. Something. Uh, but but let me tell you that this is uh this is A side shit. This is A side always, right? Like, but what do you do? You know? Nothing. They run the game. It is what it is. Nothing and, you uh, show up and fight. That's it, man. And uh, I think the fight is back on. Last thing I heard, it's back on. Um, we'll see what he does because, I mean, he's stupid if he leaves all that money. No, it ain't even that. I, I, I just think, I just think, in my opinion, I don't know because I'm not around BJ Saunders or any of the crew or none of the travel. Salute to the travelers, the gypsies of the world. But uh, in my opinion, I think it's, I think Billy Joe Saunders is a professional bullshitter. That's just what he does. He likes to play pranks. He likes to gag, lollygag and shit like that. That's just what he does. And he does it to get certain, yeah, he does it to get certain people involved or throw them off their game. But in this situation, Canelo don't care nothing about that. Like, you can bullshit and play all you want. He's already relaxed. He knows what the mission is already. He chose you. You didn't choose him. That's so true. You, so you got to answer the bill. So all the plan and, oh, we leaving because it's only 18. The ring is only 18 feet. We're not going to stand there and deal with that. That's fine. That's fine. That man's still going to show up and, and, and whoop ass because that's what he do. Yep. That's what he, he has do. no choice, bro. He, you know, he's a uh, he, man. He was just trolling people. That's all it is, bro. That's it's it. actually some people are going to say he's promoting it. So, I mean, and I appreciate you you what you want. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate you promoting it. I appreciate you promoting it and putting your name out there because right now, of course, Canelo is getting all the publicity, right? Like he's a headliner. He's on Brian Custer podcast. He did Graham Benzinger, who I never heard of until you put me onto him. Uh, he's on the zone. He's doing all these different uh, radio spots or whatever it may be to to promote the fight or just promote his brand. And while he's right. doing that, you know, what is Billy Joe doing? Billy Joe is now showing you what Billy Joe does. He's he's doing pranks. He's telling you that two feet really matters. Right. Two feet matters in a fight like this. Right, right, right. He wants that extra space. And know? I don't blame him. And I don't blame him. You want to be able to move around. You don't want to sit in front of Canelo. You don't, you don't want to give him the space to tee off on you. And I get that. I totally get that. But right now, if we're really thinking about it like that, that two feet isn't enough to pack your bags and leave. You worked, you done done your workout. You done a work, road work. You've been working out in Spain. You came to, you went home and then you went to America or whatever it was that you did. But I don't see nobody giving up over two feet. Nah, no. Nah. I mean, Evie. He's just doing the best, man. And you know what? It's working, right? It was trending earlier. It oh, was yeah. Trending. Everybody was talking about it, bro. You know? And, uh, hey, some even some other boxers got into it and said, man, he's just, he's just being scared if he is. Yeah. It's true. 
Yeah, and, and salute to Jamal, Jamil Charlo because he called it. On the other hand, how I felt it was too, like, oh, you being you, 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 be, you turn into pussy right now. Like, <laughs> this is not what you want the week of a fight. Nope. This is what you want to. You nope. want all the aggression, all that testosterone, all that, all that hard work. You want all that to be in front of you and to be holding you down and to keep you centered in everything. You don't want. You don't want any doubts or anything creeping into your mind about beating it, beating a fighter. That's the last thing you want to deal with, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, what a circus and shit show that, that boxing, boxing has been over the last two years due to COVID and due to fighters not fighting other fighters. Uh, but I, uh, I, I take it as it comes because it gives us something to talk about, right? It does. It does, man. You know, they, they're just sitting back during the pandemic and they got their Twitter fingers going, bro. And, you know, every, everyone's trying to fight somebody. I mean, you know, my biggest letdown of that was Gary Russell Jr. Bro. Mm. I was like, like, come on, my guy. Like, it's bad enough you fight once a year, man. Like, you. It seems like, like he was a kickoff to this shit. Man, yeah. And I was like, all right, look, he, he got David Heaton talking. I'm like, good. You don't get in with him and just disappeared. Devin Haney wanted that fight. Yeah. He called him out. All right, cool. Yeah. He called me out. You called my name. Devin Haney called him right away. Let's go. Yeah. He sent him a contract, right? Then he said it, it wasn't a real contract. It was a draft and all these other different things. Um, yeah. So so what are your thoughts on Gary Russell, Mr. Gary Russell? What are your thoughts on him? Man, I like Gary Russell, man. He's uh, yeah. he's he's always been good. Um, obviously, he took on Lomachenko early. He's the only dude that wanted that smoke early on. Um, he did good. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't last long, man. Cause he got smoked. Lomachenko. Yeah, he got smoked, man. But hey, yeah, I think he's still game though. And you know what? Um, I don't know if that happened when Loma. I think it happened at a lower weight. I might be wrong, right? Or I think it I, was one twenty six or one twenty two. Right? It was either one twenty six or one twenty two. Because as soon as Gary moved up in weight, man, he started beating ass. He started knocking him out. I mean, uh, except what the Jojo Diaz fight was good. It was competitive, but man, he he put in the work and that was show. a good fight. That was a good fight. I, I enjoyed that fight. So my thoughts on Gary Russell are this. I think Gary Russell is a very talented boxer, but I don't know if it's something that's going on behind the scenes with his camp or if it's just that he doesn't want to fight. Like, that's the thing that bothers me. Like, you call guys out. You called out Bud Crawford. I don't even know if Bud was really looking at him like that was a serious, a serious deal, but when Devin Haney called you out, like that was a call to answer the bell. And for some reason he didn't answer that, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's always, if it's a family issue or something going on in the background, but we need to see more of Mr. Gary Russell and, and we don't. And I don't know if it's injuries or family or if contracts aren't the way they should be when it comes to uh, getting him in the ring, but I would like to see more of him. I think he's good for the sport of boxing at the lower weights. I think he's an exciting fighter because he is a fast fighter. Uh, I, I I enjoyed his last fight against Niambar, but it was, yeah. it was, well, it was, it was an okay fight for, for, for me to watch. I didn't, I didn't get much of it because it seemed like he was just able to use his speed just to get the guy to back up and keep him at a distance. But uh, we need to see more of Gary, man. We do. Man, yeah, I would love to see him getting mixed in with these young kids, you know, with the, you know, with the, you know, the, I mean, tanks right around there. You got yes. Stevenson around there. Chris Colbert. Uh, 
you got Chris Colbert, Haney. I mean, you got all. I mean, you could go back and get your get back from Lomachenko. You could do that too. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes, and I would like so, to I mean, see him do that. That man, there's a lot of options for for Gary Russell. Is I mean, obviously, we don't know the intricacies of business in the back end, but it sucks as a fan to see this guy just fight once a year, bro. You know. So let me say this too. Uh, I just looked it up. So when he fought Vasily Lomachenko, that was a second. That was Vasily's uh, second fight. Oh damn! Oh damn! That was a second fight at uh, Feather at, at Featherweight. Okay. Wow. Wow. So yeah. You, man. So I yeah, out of, out of thirty-something fights. Um, Lomachenko, Lomachenko did put in work, but I will say this: they kind of moved him along a certain way. You know what I mean? Like they they kind of pushed him around different weight classes to avoid certain guys too. Um, when he fought, what was my man, the Axe Man? When he fought Nicholas Waters, the Axe Man, Nicholas Walters, yeah. This is a guy that been off for what two years or whatever, and you come back and and. And you and and Vasily Lomachenko just uh, smashed him. You know what I'm saying? Just made him quit or whatever it was. But I, I felt like that. Yeah, I felt like that was. I felt like that was one of those situations where they were walk, making sure that they picked the right guys for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and in the sport and, and of boxing, they do it, but definitely. Whatever happened to Nicholas Walters, man? Because before that, he had just beat Nonito Donier. I remember Ooh. that fight. Remember, remember that, that fight. fight. Yeah. He had just beat him. Bro, he's wild. He even told Nonito at the post, like, hey, can you be my sparring partner? And he was wild, man, Nicholas, for saying that. Wow. I didn't even know that yeah. he said that. He told him that, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure he might have meant it well, but, you know. Yeah. And Nonito just looked at him like, like, nah, fuck that shit. You know, like. Because he wasn't having none thing, of it. Yeah, the thing about it was, is I don't think Nonito expected the taller guy to be able to hit hard like that mm-hmm. and, and, and be able to hit hard for rounds, like all the way through the fight until it ended. Because he, yeah. he gave uh, he gave Nonito a pounding, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. He got the best of Nonito that night. The whole way, bro. And then, uh, I don't know after that fight who he fought, but I know Lomachenko came right around then. And then... You know, it's history. Yeah, he, yeah. he was out for a while. I don't know what happened. And then when he came back, the I think the first or second fight back was 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 Loma. And I said it when I heard that, I was like, that's bad. Like I wouldn't take that fight. I, I wouldn't take a fight like that. When when mm-hmm. when a guy is active like that and you haven't had the time to adjust, those are fights that you know, unless you're in the gym and you're working that hard to, to stay to stay ready. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take a fight like that, you know. That's a difficult fight, man. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. This, I'm, I mean, if you look at Canelo, like he had time off, like he didn't really fight the way he wanted to fight. But neither has BJ Saunders. Like he just got himself into this type of shape to fight. Uh, did you see his last performance, BJ Saunders? It was um, uh, it was a zone card, right? Well, yeah, guess, uh, Martin. I think he Martin Murray. Was it Martin Murray? Martin. It Martin. was. It was, man, it was all right. It wasn't the 160 BJ Saunders we came accustomed to. 160 version. This is the one in a heavier weight. Yeah. It was all right, man. I wasn't too thrilled about it. I wasn't too thrilled about it. I sat there and I watched it. 
And I was like, okay, I'm expecting a boxing perfectionist, right? But at some point, I would like to see you just step on the gas and, and, and cause some pain. And I didn't see anything like that. No, me neither. I no. think around, you know what? around it's actually... nine or t- the eighth or ninth round, I got up and I, I started cooking or whatever. I was just about to tell you, it's a forgettable fight. Yeah, That's how is. much I remember. It is. Oh, you know? it is. It's just, it was a, it was an all right performance. He did what he had to do, he scrapped it up, and then he just sat and wanted to see if he could get that Canelo fight. Yeah. That's I mean, it. he was going to get it. it. He was going to get it. I feel like he already knew he was going to get that fight. I feel like he knew that he was next in line. The whole thing is to play the game and act like you don't know what's going on, but everybody knows you were going to get that fight. Right, right, right. Because right, right. do you remember I was saying when he came back, when Canelo came back uh, toward the end of what, 20, 2020, I was like, yo, he's going to fight, fight all European fighters coming up. Watch. You mm-hmm. remember that? I was like, yo, yeah, he's going to fight all European. Yeah, I was like, he's going to fight all European. He ain't going to fight nobody over here. He ain't going to fight nobody no. over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went over there, and he's trying to get all them belts, bring them back here. Absolutely. And then this is his last, I think I saw one of the, I think at the Brian the Brian Custer uh, interview the podcast he said this is his last fight and then uh he'll go see what's up with PBC PBC yeah he'll go he go he go uh Caleb Plant Caleb Plant will be the next guy yes. and that will be for undisputed yeah that's gonna be good too man that's gonna be a good one um what do you think of Caleb Plant um by the way like his last fight against the uh, um Truex, was it Truex? Truex, Caleb Truex, yeah, man. I don't know, man, I think, so I think he's a fast fighter. I think he's technical. I think he has very good boxing skills. Um, I think he, ha- I think he has the goods to beat Canelo. But the thing about it is, like, if you don't, for the people that are listening, I'm a, I'm a fan. I ain't no fan, but I like Canelo. Like, I think the dude is, I think he's something that we haven't seen in a while and that we need for boxing, even though he doesn't fight the top fighters. I just think in the situation for Caleb Plant, his boxing skill that night when he fights uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez, like he has to be flawless. He has to be flawless. Like his speed, Caleb Plant has really good speed. He has really good speed. I'm not going to take that away from him. He has very good speed. He knows how to box and he knows how to move. He's very light on his feet. But that, that means nothing to the other guy who has 50-something fights. He's been in there with all types of styles already. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the good thing is that I want to see him against a younger, like BJ Saunders is finally a younger guy, you know, more fresher yeah. guy that, you know, yeah. who is going to give you something back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see that, get that in, you know. Because I want to see all the best fight the best. Man, our sport is amazing. You know, when it's on, it's on. You when know? the best are fighting the best, so definitely. That's what makes this sport better. When the best are fighting the best, and we're not seeing that. Uh, I think we talked about this for this before. In the age of social media, where these guys are all running their mouth and they have phones that kind of takes away from the sport because they're talking too much. And some of the shit that they're saying, they don't really mean they're just talking because they got a phone in their hand, they got a mouth, you know, and they don't, they don't mean a lot of the shit and they just running their lips. It's a lot of, it's a lot of lip service, but um, 
if if you I'm I'm from the old school and and certain other boxes are still had certain other boxes still had that mentality where if you mention my name in any 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 article or online or whatever it is that means you got to see me. Roy Jones is like that. Mike Tyson was yeah. like that. You like that. I'm like that. Like if you say my name, I got to I got to find out what that's about. You know what I mean? Like I I, I want to see Devin Haney's like that. Like if you speak in my name, I, I gotta I gotta have that smoke. So it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Like I I would like for the sport to continue to grow and get better and the best fight the best. Um, I saw an old article where Canelo said something like, uh, "Demetrius Andre is a boring fighter." You know, and I thought about that. I was like, "What a guy!" Yeah, he did say that before. Yeah, and I was like, "What a guy you about to fight is boring." Mm -hmm. BJ Saunders is a boring fighter. He's a boring fighter. Like, what 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 separates them? What separates them? Because Demetrius Andre has more knockouts, a few more knockouts than you do. He has around the same amount of fights that you have. You know, he's taller, stronger, bigger than uh bj saunders so like when you say fighters are born like what are you what are you saying are you just saying they're just smarter than you but what do you really mean yeah yeah you're yeah smart, exactly they, are they smarter like, than what are you, you trying to situate are they more of a risk mm -hmm. because you can't you can't there you go that's you know the word. What I mean? are they more of a risk for you so uh yeah, yeah. caleb plant but caleb plant isn't isn't a walk in the park that's not gonna be a walk nope. in the park I still think Canelo wins, but I, th I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. But what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, no, I definitely I see like you. It's not a walk in the park. Um, it's, it's also a risky fight. Now, compare how risky I would say is. Uh, I give Caleb more of a chance than I do BJ Saunders. That's okay. how much I think that Caleb can win. Um, I think. Caleb is Caleb is taller than Canelo, right? Yes, Caleb is like six one, yeah, right? six feet six one. Yeah, so like I feel like man, if he comes in there, man, pops that jab in his face, fucks up his rhythm, man, he, it it could be a good night for Caleb, bro. Man. He could just snatch up all his belts that he already went and got, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a risky fight, um, but I I definitely I don't know, man. I think. I think one thing that um, Canelo got from the Mayweather fight was seeing Mayweather utilize his energy, meaning he doesn't just waste it on anything. I think that's one thing. If you notice Mayweather, he was always relaxed. And when he had to let on the gas, he would do it. And I think that's a lot of things that he learned from, from that fight. Like, hey, I don't just have to move around all crazy. I'm just going to conserve some energy. You know, and then pop in then quick combinations, yeah. throw in some power shot in there, come back, chill, you know, move around. Yeah. Levels, and, right? The levels so, and, and the way he sets up the punches, uh, Canelo. Yeah. I, I've, I've watched the way he does that. Um, he, he does it well. Um, over the last few fights, I, I watch the things that he do. When a guy is when a guy is mobile, he doesn't throw one shot. He'll throw three or four. And he just wants one or two of those to be the ones that actually connect. Um, I noticed that about Canelo. Like he does, he does the things that he used to do. He does them at a at a higher level now. Uh, he bends more at the waist when he uh, when he gets closer, you know, because he's set yeah. he's setting you up for traps, right? 
Um, right. At, at times he'll walk in head up or he'll hunch over into like a turtle shell. It's just things I notice now about, yeah. about the way that he does. Um, uh, and I like it because it show it shows his growth and his experience in the ring. And that's the reason why I say a guy like Caleb Plant is still at a disadvantage because Caleb Plant has what, 20, 21 fights? Yeah. How many styles has he seen? Has he seen a, you know, a strong short fighter coming at you that has a good head movement, yeah. you know, uh, watches his distance, his footwork too. Like it's, it, that's why we need to see all these. And you know what? And a lot of young fighters that are out there, it's, it's good to get in with all styles, man. Yeah. It's only going to make you better. Absolutely. You know, it's Absolutely. only going to make you better, man. And, and the variety of punches that Canelo is able to throw is a big advantage to him too. Um, Canelo does throw single punches, but, He's one of the few people out here right now in the game that does throw in combinations once he gets close enough to you. Uh, Errol Spence throws in punches, uh, combos. Uh, Sean Porter will throw, excuse me, will throw in uh, combos. Uh, what's the young boy's name? Uh, Noye. Inoue. Oh. He throws Inoue. in combos. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's more, I think uh, Inoue is more of a, a power boxer because Everything he's he's doing is to is to get your ass out of there, uh, but yeah, Jerron uh, Ennis at, at welterweight, I think he might be the top combination. Man, person. shout out to Jerron Ennis, man. Absolutely, that salute, boy is salute to be the, something else. Yes, sir, salute salute to the whole Ennis camp, his dad, Bozy, all those guys, man. Um, that's a talented young young fighter, and his brothers his brothers were fighters too, and a dad. So. Um, it's all in the bloodline, and I think yeah. just I think he's the youngest, so him and Canelo have that in common. Where yeah, the youngest boy got all the gifts. You know, he got That's to see true, everything. Man. So. You know, when uh, when when he came out with that great performance, you know, a lot of the top Walters kind of still quiet, bro. I don't yeah. know, if you know this. Oh, he got quiet. Like, it got yeah, only it person got that said something. Only person that said something was Earl. Earl told him he's like, "You a pup? I'm the big dog in the yard." He said, "He said." He said, you better be careful. He mm-hmm. said, you ain't ready for that. And here's the thing about that. Like, I, I salute uh, Jerron Ennis for calling out all of them. I salute that. I think that's very good. But it's levels. It's just levels. And yeah. if anybody knows what I'm saying, what I'm, get, what I'm getting at is that no one that has worked so hard to get two or three belts around their waist is going to take a, on a guy that doesn't have much to gain from you know you know what i mean it's not high, much of a reward yeah it's high risk low reward to fight a guy like jerron and is and to come to bring you into that light and give you that type of shine after i worked so hard to 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 get to it after i beat all these champions and beat these fighters and uh took this hard ass road to get get here they're not just gonna forfeit that over to you and say all right cool i'll take the fight next you know, and if you look at the history, it's not a lot of guys that did that. Like, they actually just had to earn it. And one of the hardest guys we know that had to earn it was Marvin Hagler. He fought damn near anybody. Yeah. Even when they told him to fight the Boston circuit or whatever, the Philly circuit, because they said Benny Briscoe and guys like that, no one wanted to fight him. He went and fought all those guys and only won, only, only lost one of those fights. And he went on that circuit and he fought the best fighters that they had over there. So, uh I salute Jerron Ennis, uh, a.k.a. Boots. I think he's a good fighter. I haven't seen a guy 
besides Errol and and Sean Porter throw punches and bunches like that. Like I, I don't see nobody else doing that at welterweight. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. If you know somebody, you know, bring them up. But as far as I know, like I haven't seen anybody sit. Uh, currently, currently as it stands, no, I don't. Yeah. It's just like you know, Earl, Sean Porter. Oh, I Keith mean, Thurman. Keith Thurman will do it. He'll do like a two or three. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You know, the reason why we're forgetting Thurman is because man, this man's out of injury, man. So yeah. Hope he comes back strong. But um, yeah, that's probably why. Uh, we we just missed him. But yeah, man. Uh, inactive. Say, young young Ennis is uh, he, his time is gonna come. Yeah. We already he's already uh you know making some noise. Big time, big time. So I hope he gets starts getting you know bigger names, and uh, we'll see what's next for him, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think about? Uh, so I think we I I sent you. I think I texted you and I said I got Canelo <clears throat> seven five. Oh yeah, I I told you eight four. Eight, oh, that's right. Yes, you did. You said you said okay. You said eight four. I said he'll he'll definitely be in the beginning. He will let them rounds go. Mm-hmm. But then I think he'll start lighting them up midway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's talking about knockout. Everyone's talking about knockout. I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen BJ Saunders hurt. So I don't know if his chin has been really tested. So I'm not sure. Um, no. But, you know, I see it 8-4. Uh, Canelo putting on good work, cutting off the ring well, and working that body till this, this dude is just going to be able to just stand around, you know? Mm-hmm. You never know. He he might just start worrying about the body, start ducking down them elbows, and the face is wide open. I think he's gonna hit everything. I just think he's gonna hit everything. I think Canelo's plan. Uh, to me, I think part of it now is because Canelo understands it. When you fighting the taller fighters, uh, hit everything, hit whatever's in front of you. So oh, I yeah, think, like yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, he took his uh Callum Smith. Fucking ball, yeah, like a baseball yeah. coming out of his yeah. shoulder, bro. Yep, had that contusion or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 worked on that left arm more than he did anything else. You know, and about like the eighth or ninth round, he was trying to shake it out, and Canelo was pointing at it like, "Huh, how I feel?" That shit hurt, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yep. So, um, I think I think in this fight particularly, he'll he'll do a lot of hitting at the hips, hitting at the elbows, hitting at the arms. Just touching them up, and then that's why I say he'll get, he'll probably get a, a, he'll let some rounds go, but he'll be filling out Billy Joe Saunders like the speed and, and where Billy Joe is, because people don't understand that Canelo's he's stalking fighters now. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's stalking them. Like he's not, he's not mowing you down. He's stalking you so he can have an understanding of where it is that you plan on being at. You know, if you go back and watch what he did with Lara, even though I think he lost that fight with Lara. Uh, if you go back and watch it, he started watching the movement to see where the guy was going to be. But I think that he'll 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 watch Billy Joe Saunders and let some of those rounds go so he can warm up. Like, all right, once I get this nice sweat and I get an understanding of what it is you're doing, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start push uh, pushing the pace. Definitely, I think he'll be he'll be looking. Uh, I think he'll be trying to faint a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. see how to get BJ Saunders off from reading him. Yeah, and then I think that's when he'll start cutting a little bit more and trying to close the distance, work a little bit on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I feel like he's gonna start working the body really, really early. Th- then again, he always does, but 
um, in this case, you got to stop this dude because he's a mover. You got to cut the ring well, and you got to make sure you stop, you slam on that body, man, because you slow him down towards the end of the fight. He's there. He's just going to be there. Yeah. He's just yeah. mowing down, you know? And I feel uh, like it's, if it's if it's if Canelo's able to get to the body early and often and he slows BJ Saunders down, I think that's when you know he'll do what he normally tries to do. And that's get your ass on up out of there because he he he'll know. Canelo knows. Canelo knows. He'll know, definitely. Yeah, he's gonna be, I think, um a, a lot of experienced fighters always set the pace. They set yeah. the rhythm and, and the tempo for the fight. Mm-hmm. And if, if you see Canelo already set the red tempo early on, man, it's a wrap. Yeah. He, he, he's fighting his fight. And Absolutely. I don't think PJ Saunders is going to have anything else to do. He's never been with anyone else in the ring like that. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> Not like oh, this. Man. And the other part I, I haven't, I didn't discuss with you yet because I wanted to say it on here is we don't know what type of shape Billy Joe Saunders is going to come in. I think he's going to come in motivated. I think he's going to come in with a point to prove uh, all this joshing and, and, and uh, professional bullshit that he's doing. I think it's all a game to kind of get people involved or get, get people turn their heads. But I also think it's being done to bring awareness to what could happen. You know what I mean? But he can't talk about anybody using PEDs because he's a PED user himself. But <laughs> yeah, other, that's so true, man. The other thing about it is, is in his training camp, I hope he did train to throw some really hard shots. I hope he did. Because you are not going to keep this guy off you. Oh, he's going to be there. Triple G found that out in the second fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. he kept coming. He kept coming. Stood in the center. Yeah. Kept Stalked coming him. at him. Stalked the him. whole fight. The whole fight. It, it, he had no answer after that. It was competitive, though, but he was shocked. Like, what the f- like, what? like, damn, I'm normally stalking. I'm the big fish. Yes. You know, I'm the big dog when I come here. Not that day. Not that day. No, sir. Not at all. And for anybody who watched that fight, go back and watch around the was it the sixth round or the seventh round, Cesar? Uh Golovkin waved him in. He was like, yo, come on, let's go. Let's get to it. You know? And Canelo just looked down like, no, I, I got it. Like, you got to take it from it me the now. Seventh round, yeah. It was exactly. either the sixth or the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Golovkin backed up. But when he backed up, if you watch his hands, he did like that. Like, come on. And then Canelo just looked at him like, I got it already. Like, you got to come on. Like, I'm, I'm up. You're right. Like, you wanted to, you know, you wanted me to come at you, right? Oh, man, that, that was a great fight. That was a really good fight. Speaking of that. He said, I want big drama show. I want a Mexican-style fight. Do you really think that's what he wanted? Golovkin? I don't think that's what he wanted. I, I think he just said that. You know, I think it was all... Or maybe he did want it. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought, you know what? I'll get this little dude out, you know, and take all his uh, his uh, his fans with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. He ain't going to fight me. He ain't going to stand there and do... You know, I run the Mexican style, right? Not run it, but he's pretty much, like, adapted it. And it failed. He came at him with whatever he wanted. And in, at the end, man, his face just said it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, in that second fight, because I believe Golovkin won the first fight. That's just my that's just my belief. Or that's just what I think, in my opinion. Uh, but in the second fight, I really f- and honestly feel 
if he wanted a Mexican style fight, that fight wouldn't have lasted 12 rounds. I don't know who would have won, but I know it wouldn't have went 12 rounds. Oh, I see where you're getting at. I see where you're getting at. Okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like if you really wanted a Mexican style fight, we know what that is. We know what that is. Like I don't think he, I don't think he would have lasted twelve rounds. No, that's some phone booth, high volume punching, man. You know, nonstop pressure. Yes, and the only thing you're doing so. is moving. You you're moving like you're rotating in a tire. That's all it is, and it's just an ass whooping for twelve rounds. It's Peter Griffin and that damn chicken. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Yep, I don't think I don't think he would have lasted. I don't th- I don't think he would have lasted 12 rounds fighting like that. That's just me in my opinion. I know other people may feel differently, but definitely, man. Definitely. I don't I don't think you last 12 rounds with Canelo in the center of a ring or backing up in front of him or or pushing him back in that type of fight. I don't I don't with, see it. With, with that said, how would you feel would happen on the third one? If and when it even happens. Okay, so Golovkin hasn't really fought any top-tier competition, and to me, I don't think he ever does. Uh, The only person he's ever fought was two fights with Canelo, Danny Jacobs, which I I feel like he kind of lost that one, and Devonchenko. I feel like he lost a Devonchenko fight, too. Man. I feel like he lost that fight, all right? And in his top fights, when he fights guys, he gets marked up. We are now at the point where Canelo is a lot stronger, smarter, and he's a, he knows who you are. He knows who Golovkin is. So I feel like that's another ass whooping. I feel like it's, I, feel, I feel like it goes the same way. I feel like it goes the same. Except for he may he may mark Canelo may mark up Golov, uh, Golovkin a lot more. Um, okay. I feel like he I feel like he'll hurt him more. Um, Can you see and, him uh, touching the canvas? If he throws a wrong shot early on, probably, yeah. Okay. Probably. Um, if you ever watch Canelo, like if if the pace is at a higher pace for all the rounds, he kind of like cruises the latter part if he knows that he's if he if he knows that he's up. If you watch the second fight against Golovkin, around nine or ten, the, the pace kind of slowed down and it kind of got sloppy. If you if you if you watch, just watch it. Just watch the way they fight versus those first. Seven to eight rounds, and then a nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It kind of, it kind of changed. It kind of changed, you know. So I don't know if it was due to injury or anything like that, but the pace of that fight kind of changed. But I see him doing a lot of damage to uh, to to Golovkin. To Golovkin. Yeah, and and, and I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Golovkin, because Golovkin's uh, a decent boxer as well. He's a pretty good boxer with uh, three hundred and something amateur fights, four hundred and something amateur fights. He's a he's a boxer. He knows how to box. You know, you can't you can't last that long in the amateurs and everything and not be able to box. Uh, but I don't know, man. I feel like if he did make the adjustments, he would have to come forward. Like he you you can't stand on the back foot and box. You can't. You can't. Not all night. Mm-mm. Eventually, you're gonna get tired. You're gonna stop. Mm-mm. But it it it'd just look bad for him if he if he got on his back foot if he just sat there and jab and let Canelo come forward again because it'll right. be the Cause, same fight. Because you got to remember way back when when he was coming up he was the boogeyman at 160. You know a few years ago he was the guy. You know 
he was a guy who stalked you, you know, got rid of guys early. Um, obviously, we know who they were, the guys he got rid of. So. But, man, he was labeled that dude. And, you know, it looks bad when you're the one getting run down, you know. But we'll see. Like, I mean, I think- uh, guys, I, I want I want a big drama show. I want the big guys. This is serious. This is boxing is serious. I, I want fight. I want I want a big fight. Yeah, you, you got your big fight. The first one and I give it to him. It's on his record as a as a draw. Right. Mm-hmm. I give it to him. He won that fight. But that second fight, man, was all power. It was all power boxing. It was all power boxing and, 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 and combinations coming from Canelo. Man, that uppercut he hit Golovkin with in like the tenth or eleventh round. That uppercut when when Golovkin threw the straight right hand and Canelo kind of like led him into it, and he threw that uppercut to the body, and you saw Golovkin step back. I was like, yeah, yeah, that that, that shit hurt, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. Yeah, he's been training hurt. for that. Yeah, he's yeah. been training for that. Them, them he shots he's been training for. Those mm-hmm. shots, and all you gotta do is keep coming mm-hmm. forward instead of backing up. That's right, man. You remember, Canelo was waving him in, like, Where you going? Stop going come back, back come here. Like, this is what you told me. For. Mm-hmm. I remember that Abel Sanchez at the end of that fight was like, He didn't even know what to say because he was the one barking the whole time, the whole promotion. Oh, he needs to stand like a man, you know, like a true Mexican. And he did it. He's like, uh, uh, my hat's off to him. Um, he, it was his night. Uh, we didn't think he was going to do it. We didn't think he was going to do it. Like, damn. Well, what you expect, you insulted that man. You told him he, you wanted a real Mexican fight. Like, that's an insult. <laughs> I know hilarious. that. I know that's an insult. Like, come on, man. But Abel Sanchez is the same one that says shit like uh, black fighters are boring. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, man. He um, who who is he with now? Who was that? Hey, um, uh, Abel Sanchez. Who's he training now? I don't know, but he's got some decent champions over there. I think, okay. and, and like lower weight classes. I think he's got some decent champions. Um, okay. I'm not sure who's in his stable right now. Yeah, but as as far as being boring, like. I don't think Charlo Jamal is a boring fighter with 30 something wins and 20 something knockouts. I don't think that's a boring fighter. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't think that's a boring fighter. I think if you put Golovkin in front of him, even in his prime, I think Golovkin would have a problem with that guy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would love to see him and Golovkin go at it, man. Who you tell? I want to see that, man. You know, like I. Sooner or later, you just can't be waiting on Canelo. Y'all gotta fight each other too. Then you know? he fight, fought this guy, Sarah Meta. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Like, I, I don't know if people are just waiting for that ticket, but it's like, screw that. Everybody trying to punch that ticket, man. And he, see, here's the thing I get it. Everybody want to fight Canelo, everybody want to earn a big payday. But in the process of that, why don't everybody just fight each other, man? Get that shit out the way. Like make yeah. it like a round, like a uh, super six or some shit. You there know you I mean? go. There you go. Like yeah, make it I a super six for all the belts and have Canelo in it the same way. Uh, Why not? It, yeah, the same way they did the super middleweight when uh, Andre Ward did it. He sure did. Took all the smoke and took uh, Carl Froch's belt that time. Carl Froch still salty about that. Still <laughs> salty about that. Couldn't beat him, man. 
Andre Ward, man. Yeah. Shout out to Andre Ward. Bro. Salute to Andre Ward. He's I, uh, the only boxer who was low key. Everyone just flew right over him, just because he's a quiet guy. You know, he's not really yeah. out there. Social media really like, you know, talking smack. He was always cool, family man. Just went in, did the business, you know, and kept it quiet. His personal life quiet. Yeah, I, I I remember when he said uh, during a Super Six, he was like, I, "I think they underestimate me. I don't think these people realize that I can win this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That man, I would love to see a tournament like that. They Just imagine. To, they need to do it. They need to do something because. These fighters, man, these these really good fighters or great fighters, they just can't keep ducking the smoke, bro. They, like, you can't just keep doing this. You can't Definitely just keep not. doing this. Like, they just need to throw them all in a tournament. Each promoter puts up a certain amount of money in the pot. There you go. And let them guys, let them guys go get, go after it, man. Let them, let them shit, go up and, we, and, sh- and shake up the pot. Might. Shake up man, the pot. Man, we might even see some crazy trilogies. Absolutely. You know? Like Absolutely. back in the day. Yeah. Nothing wrong with trilogies, man. And speaking you know? of Andre Ward, he he <clears throat> back back when he was fighting, he wanted to fight Triple G. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He was waiting for him too. Oh like, yes, sir. Like, hey, you want to come up? Because all the greats go up and wait. Yeah, yeah. And then he even said, "I come down to one sixty four or one sixty. But when he at, no, he was at one sixty eight when was, that fight. He was at one sixty eight at the he time. He was at one sixty eight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's at 168, and then he was calling down. Uh, yeah, he, he said, you know, Triple G, come up here. If he got no one else up there, at that time, 160, he had all the belts. He said, come up here, then all the greats go up. Yeah. It's just, you know, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that, you know, little redhead down at 154, you know? Don't that, don't that seem like kind of like a bully mentality, though? To, yes, no? Seem like a bully mentality. <laughs> Where you try to fight smaller guys. Because remember, he said he'll go to 154 to fight Floyd. He sure did say that. He sure did. And I remember Abel Sanchez said, you know, all he needs is one year to go down. You know, to like cut all this weight and go down and fight Floyd. Just to fight Floyd. That's like bully, bully bullshit, man. They're calling down the smaller fighter. Let them dudes come up, man. And then you fought Kale Brook. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, hey, man. Kelbrook put his hands on that dude, man. He did. Kel did good. But when, when Golovkin realized he was getting he was getting whooped, that man was like, let me go out here and, and stop this. Yeah, guys, guys. He's making guys, me look no. bad. Yeah. Stop. Stop. You got to stop. Yeah, guys. No, guys. Like, this is serious. I I I not I not feel the punch. No, it's <laughs> he's 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 too he's too small. But you knew he was yeah. too small. Why would you take the fight? You knew that. Right. You knew that. That's, it might be that, man. He just, he thought in his head, like, hey, I'm the bigger guy, you know? I'll take this little dude, you know, go down there, take his belts. We'll see. I mean, right now he's laying low, you know? Yeah, if I was him, I'd be like, man, fuck that. Let me go get your mom's belt if I'm Triple G. Or man, what's the fuck- other guy? Uh uh, uh, Andre, no, Ryoto. Oh, uh, Ryoto Murata. Yeah, he got a belt. Right, he he got the super uh, WBA, so he got the lineal one. Go get that one. Go get that. One. What you waiting on? Yeah, stop waiting on Canelo, man. As much as we like him, just forget him, man. Make your own shit. You know. He want that go. big money fight, man. That's all it is, man. I mean, it's cool for them. 
But for the fans, this is where we're stuck. You know? Yeah. But I don't think no one's told him, like, in order for you to be the best, you got to fight the best, uh, Triple G. Like, you got to fight the best fighters. I feel like guys like him, and maybe I'm wrong. Forgive me. Well, don't don't forgive me. But if I'm wrong, like, you know, just say it. But uh, I feel like guys like him, they remind me of watching Rocky. When Rocky finally won the belt and Club Lane was calling him out and saying, oh, you ain't fighting nobody. You ain't fought nobody. You ain't fought nobody, sucker. And everybody in your camp know that you ain't fought nobody. Hey, little mama, when he was doing all that, when they were at the... Uh, <laughs> At the, pro, at the at the press conference? Yeah. yeah. And he was calling them out. He said, your corner, your corner, man, your manager, all of them know that you ain't fought nobody, fool. Everybody knows you ain't fought nobody. And then they scared. went back. Yeah. You scared. You scared. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going on. I feel like that's what's going on. Like, they know. The, cor- the, the managers and everybody, they know. Yeah. They know y'all can't do it. I'm just tired of it, man. I just I just want to see some real live. I just want to see some dope ass fights, man. And we're not getting them. We're not yeah, getting man. Them. I hope so, man. I hope um, you know, whatever the future holds, it just gets better, you know, because we gotta get out of this uh this like uh pigeonhole, man. This shit is yeah, trash. it's like we just stuck somewhere, man. And you know, all these everything else that comes out is just whack. Oh. Let's talk about this real quick. Well, not real quick, but bang bang. Uh Andre versus Williams. Did you did you, what did you think of that fight? Andre versus Williams. Oh, Liam Williams? Yeah. What did you think of that? Man, that fight, man. I was I was disappointed on with my man Andre. Mm. I could I couldn't believe that he was fighting at this level, man. Even after he knocked him down, and I'm like, all right, it's a wrap. Go in there and get this dude out. But no, man, he just let him get back. After that, he just he had some few moments, but I'm like, come on, man. I know you're way better than this, bro. Come in here, make a statement, smoke this dude out, call out everyone else. You put them on blast, right? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen, man. It didn't go that way. To me, it's typical Andre. It was typical Andre. Hurt uh, a guy, hurt a guy early. Act like you're gonna uh, get him out of there, and then put on this show that we kind of like wondering how, like, how good are you really? And then like you sink to the level of the competition instead of boxing this guy for the rest of the fight, like he could have done. He did this like capoeira boxing style in the ring, and it was kind of like, yo, you. You're burning out all this energy to do what? Like we, we want to see you box or or get this guy up out of here and you're not doing either one. Like he was just like playing around or doing his like kung fu boxing style and then it was just like he was just wasting all yeah, this extra man. energy and all this extra time doing all this stuff. Like the one two when he hit him with the one two early on and then the uppercut. Like I, I get all that, but why not just box him? It was like, and you, he was out of breath, you know, at one point. I was just like, oh, yeah, man. man. Like, you, and his damn dad was telling him to stop drinking water because he was tired. Not yet, because he was moving that. too much, man. It was too much extra movement on his part. And, and watching that, I was just like, come on, bro. You want Canelo doing that? Mm. You want Canelo doing that? 
And and the other part was that what of that was when Liam Williams hit him with that right hand. I was like, man, can you imagine a Charlo or a Canelo hitting him with a right hand like that? I don't know. Totally yeah. I don't know if you stand there after that trying to fire your back. There's no disrespect to 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 Boo Boo Andrade. I think he's a decent boxer, but I think in these fights that we've seen him fight was the last three or four fights. It's like he sinks down to the competition. It's like right. he's he not fights focused. at their level. Yeah. We yeah. know he can do better. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's more that it is, you know. Absolutely. I was just disappointed. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and I know you and man. shame on you too. Shame on you too, Eddie Hearn, for, for having that man come over there to the zone to be a part of the promotion and be and thinking that he's gonna be one of the top fighters. And then he sits there with Golovkin over there, Canelo. And BJ Saunders over there. He didn't get any of those fights. Shame on you for doing him like that. Shame on yeah, you. Yeah, man. And then you try to pawn off. He goes and tries to pawn off PBC and say that he can fight Charlo and he can fight anybody on the PBC network. No, 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 no. He went over there to fight the big dogs over there in that yard. He went over there to be king of the hill. Shame on you for having him come over there and, and, and wasting his time and acting like now all of a sudden you want to pawn him off on everybody else saying that he can fight and he can go anywhere. Shame on you for doing bad promotion on, for, for him. That's your fault. Like, that's your fighter. You should supposed to be making sure he gets the top fights. And he hasn't gotten none. Mm-mm. We've seen Canelo fight Avni, Yodiram. Uh, We've seen him fight, who was the guy? Uh, Callum Smith, even though I get that you wanted the belt. But Avni, Yodiram? Come on, man. You could have had Andre fight fight Canelo out well, just to even have a fight, just to have him fight at 160, 168 and then drop back down to 160. Just for him to do it. Shame on you for doing him like that. Shame on you. Could have like got him BJ Saunders, right? BJ Saunders. Saunders. You could have got him. He could have got him Golovkin. Golovkin's at 160. Oh, there you go. Golovkin's at 160. Remember when the BJ Saunders, when they, when uh, Andre thought he was going to get the, uh, the BJ Saunders fight, he said, yo, sign that contract, Billy Joe Saunders, so I can whoop that ass. So they were about to do ass. it, and then yeah. But that's why I said I feel like BJ Saunders and them already knew in the background they were gonna get that Canelo fight. That's why I feel like I, I, they they were gonna get that fight. It was just mm-hmm. leading them on. But shame on shame on Eddie Hearn for that. Shame on yeah, him. man. Shame on him for doing that because a guy needs to have good fights, big fights, and he can't get them because you're saying other fighters and other promoters don't want to fight him. Well, you got three of the main guys that he need. You got right three there. of them. They're right there. And he didn't get not one of them. Shame on you. The guy to moved up from 154 to 160. And now you're talking about he can't stay at 160 for too long. Well, it's your job as a promoter to make sure he gets the fights. And you haven't done that. Shame on you. Yep. Shame on you. And, and you could see in, in Andre's posture after the fight was over, you could kind of tell he was kind of like upset with himself in a way that whole shit went down. Cause he was like, yo, I could have done better. I could have done better, you know, but he's a hell of a fighter. He kept coming for blah, blah, blah. But shame, shame on Eddie Hearn for that. Shame on him for that, man. Like this guy's over here. He's doing the, the biggest part. He's doing them. He's fighting. All right. All you got to do is put the fighters in front of him. And you ain't, you haven't done that. Golovkin has a belt. Yeah, I don't get that one. The right on 160, bro. Right at 160. That's, that that should be that. Andre's next fight. That should be his next fight. That should be both their next fight. It should be. Yeah, because you know what? He's probably just waiting on. Uh, 
he's probably thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I could make that uh, that trilogy with Triple G. You know what I'm saying? He's probably thinking that, but that that would, should be the next fight. Triple G and Boo Boo. Triple that G should, and Boo Boo. That should be the next fight on a DAZN card. That should be a main event. Main event headline, man. That should be a main event, bro. And was it Estrada and Chocolatito? They had a very good, that was a very good fight. Let the running back and do that on that same card. Ooh, there you go. I love that fight. Matchmaker. There you go. That was a good fight, though, right? Chocolatito versus Estrada. That was a good fight. I love Estrada. That was a very good that was a very good fight yeah that was a very good fight and all they did that was that mexican style like they give and take all night all night that was all night shame but shame on eddie hearn for the way he's been treating uh uh boo boo andre's career man like i it's 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 almost like he's saying i got you here but i don't know what to do with you and if i can get you out the way then you know i will you know like slide you out to somebody else but i honestly think that that should be the next fight for Golovkin. That, should, that would be a great they, fight. They should make that fight very soon because I don't believe that Saul Canelo Alvarez will fight him in September. <clears throat> oh, no, I don't think so. Canelo no. already said, I want to I want to unify. I want to be undisputed yeah. at 168. So you're not getting that fight. I mean, even, even at uh, Andy Ruiz pay-per-view. Caleb said, "I'm. We're ready for September. We're waiting. We're talking. So that's already in the back tables. Yeah, that contract's in back there. Yeah, they might as well. They already know. Was it what? So he just fought in April, April, May, June, July, August, September. They might. Yeah, you got five months, man. Eddie Hearn, what you doing, man? Make that fight. Triple G versus yeah, Triple G versus uh, Andre. Make that fight. Make that fight. Put on a good fight, a good card, and make that fight. What y'all waiting on?" That would be a great fight. That bro. would be a great fight. Because we will find out. I mean, even the only bad part is, is that Golovkin is older and they're gonna say, well, oh, he was old when you beat him and all that. I think I don't it don't I don't think it matter what age Golovkin fought at. He's gonna fight if he fought a Charlo or David Benavidez or uh Andre at any at any age, I don't think that I don't think that he gets to win. That's just me though. That's just me. I don't know how you're gonna keep Charlo. Um, from coming forward or thinking mm-hmm. that he can win. And right. he's not, he's not going to let you just hit him and get away with it. Like, he ain't going to take that shit. They, that's Lions only for real. So I don't see I don't see how you back off, uh, you get a Charlo to back off of you. They want all the smoke. And they proving that. Uh, but make that fight, man. I think that's a good fight because I think that fight and do it for September, mid-September, or whatever, whatever time you can get it out the way of uh, Canelo's fight, because we don't know what, what, what day they're going to actually fight for that Think fight. You set that up, right? You get Triple G, Boo Boo. Boo Boo takes the win. My man Boo Boo got two belts now. Now go fight Jermall. Yep. Now you can go for three belts. Yep. Yep. Then guess what? Now go get Ryota Marota. Hiding somewhere in a Japan spa somewhere. You know? Come on out, uh, Ray, Rayota. That's come on it. Out. <laughs> come on out. You got to let them booties go, man. Come on, come out of that spa. Yeah. Come on out yeah. and fight, man. Motherfuckers, don't, we, we tired of y'all hiding these belts and holding on to them, man. Holding these belts for ransom. We already got Patrick Teixeira to get that belt. Salute to Brian Castaño for getting that belt. 
salute for him to get in that belt at 154, uh, whooping Patrick Tashira's ass because he didn't even look like he wanted to fight that night. Tashira, <laughs> no man, Tashira did not was he not ready look, for yeah. him, bro. I, I think he underestimated Kasana. I think so too because he's small. He's a smaller guy. He's like five seven, five eight. But that boy got a motor. I like when he come out and he be doing that shit. You know, I like when he be doing that shit. I be getting, I be getting, I be getting gassed up when he be doing. I'm like, oh, he ready to go. Oh shit, get he your pizza. You start doing it too. Yeah, yeah. He, he be doing that shit when they be saying his name. I'm like, yes, sir. We about to fight because he, he got a motor. When he fought uh, uh Arizona Lara, you know, he gave him, yeah. he gave him a tough fight. He gave him a tough fight. I like, I like Castanio, and I, I salute him for stepping up and. And taking a Charlo fight right after he won, you know, because he said, I, "Yeah, I, he I took it." He's like, "I want it." That's what we need. That's what we need in boxing. Man. Just, you know, that that's one thing we got to do is like these young guys just gotta say, "No, nah, fuck that. I want that. Fight. Take it." Yeah. We lose, oh well. Yeah. You know, what if you give them hell? Yeah. Now, now everybody knows your name. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we need to see, man. That, that that. By the way, I can't wait for that fight too. That's gonna be a good fight. That's is that June. June or July? Yeah, it's June. It's June. It's June. It's June. Because I think they're going to do it on like Juneteenth in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That would be good, man. Yeah, they're going to do it. Right, right in his hometown yeah. for, Jer- uh, for Jermel. Yeah. Hey, he could get that undisputed right then there. And man, Ooh. he might even go up to 160, bro. And yeah. it's going to have to make his brother go up to 160. No, I think, I think his brother going to stay there. I think his brother gonna stay there. Uh, I think Jamil will stay, and he probably might try to get like fights that he didn't fight. He probably might go for like, like a J Rock fight or some shit like that. Unless it just makes sense for him to move up. Unless it just makes sense for him to move up. But I know they want to. I know Jamal wants to stay out of his brother way, and let his brother do his thing. Jamil's wild though, man. That yeah. dude take all smoke. He'll probably even all fight smoke. His he did. He said. He said I don't mind fight. He said I'll fight my brother too. He's crazy, man. When he said that shit, I was like, this dude right here is bar none in the city right now, man. He doesn't care, man. Say, I'm in his way. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't care. You in the way, you getting laid down. That's <laughs> it. Like, but I salute that attitude because that's what we need. We need guys who aren't scared and they're gonna they're gonna lay it all on the line. And guess what? He has a loss, and I don't even care. I don't care either. I don't care if he had two or three losses. Exactly. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that you keep going. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you keep going, and that that that's what I want boxing to be, man. Forget those O's, bro. Forget them. No, nah, the O don't really mean nothing, man. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think people are putting too much emphasis in it. So what if you got a loss? It's not having a loss; it's how you lost. Mm-hmm. Like yep. if, if somebody rolled your ass up, you know, and you didn't stand a chance in the ring, then then I go, damn, man, like that was bad. You know, like maybe you should take a year off to get yourself together. If it's like one of those type of fights, but you know, somebody got to lose. That's the whole point. It's two men. It's two men in a ring, two women in a ring, and they're proving who's the best, you know, who's king of the hill. So someone has to lose. Someone has to lose. So um, I'm never, I'm never worried about someone losing. Like the loss doesn't bother me at all. I'm not bothered by a loss. Only thing that bothers me is the way you lose. Because it, it, it depends on the type of damage you may take. Yeah, it's true. You know, so if Definitely. you fight Floyd and you get outboxed for 12 rounds, it's a loss. We know who Floyd is. That's it. You fought the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's it. Point blank. Like you you fought you fought Floyd. Like 
Congratulations. And you made five, ten million dollars. Like five, ten million dollars. Yeah, there you go. You're and done. you went and you went home, you probably barely got touched, man. Yeah. You know, but if it if it's a Pacquiao fight and you got stain rolled and it's like, God damn, you probably you should probably take some time off. Yeah. Walk, walking around with those Timothy Bradley uh injuries or some shit. <laughs> you mean uh getting pushed around in a wheelchair <sighs> with the ankles, man. Man, broke his ankles. I didn't even know that until you told me, like, yo, he uh Bradley broke both of his ankles. You're like, what? And I showed you the video at the at the post conference. I was getting like, rolled out. Getting rolled out. No, I was like, God damn. It's like, yep, he broke his ankles. He was moving that much. He was moving that much, man. But it made sense because when you go back and look, Tim was trying to learn land like land like really hard shots because he couldn't do much, you know. Right. So he was trying to keep up with his uh, crazy pace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit, the process, you break your ankles literally. God damn, dude. Pacquiao. That ain't wild. I don't know what is. Pacquiao is a motherfucker, man. That's He's a motherfucker. Still doing it, man. Yeah, 70 fights. 70 fights. You know, I'm kind of uh, disappointed that uh, him and the Bud fight, just the, the, the talks are dead. You know what I think that was? Uh, in my my guesstimation, I'm not around. I'm not involved in anything. But I don't think there's enough money in the pot with a uh, Bob Arum. Mm. I don't think I don't think there's enough money in the pot. I just don't because you you he's already said he's lost enough money um, trying to get fights for Bud that he could build a home in California. Right? He said that. He said that, right? So if that's one of the if that's one of the things you're saying, and then you try to make a fight for Bud and Manny, and Manny says, "I want forty million. I don't care what. I don't care what, how you get it. I want forty million. And we but, already know Aram doesn't want to spend his own money getting fights. So you got to have someone uh, was it a lender or whatever it, whatever the process is. You got to have someone to pick up the site and everything, and you have to have it in a stadium where you can have fans. The only problem why I feel like that fight wasn't going to work, this is why I didn't think that it would work, is because instead of them doing it in Florida or Texas, he tried to take it all the way overseas. For an American fighter to make money, that didn't make any sense to me. Right? You tried to take it where Saudi Arabia, right? He was yeah. Supposed like, to, what, right? Something what, like that. What the fuck was that for? Like, Why do you need to go to Saudi Arabia to make a fight? For Bud Crawford, his fan base is here. You could have sold. He could have sold that fight here. He just didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to cough up the money. He wanted the Saudis, the oil barons, to pay for that fee. Yeah, to pay for their um, yeah purses. And they were probably like Bud Crawford. What is that? Is that a beer? <laughs> probably did say that. Yeah, they were even probably though they can't drink, but we yeah. know they could. Yeah, yeah, we know they can. They were probably trying to figure out, like, who is this guy? What are you talking about? What is a Bud Crawford, man? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So now I think last thing I read was him and Earl are in talks. Manny and Earl. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, that's I don't think that's gonna happen. Now, I don't know. I don't you think know, that's I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen strictly because uh what's my man name? Ugas. Ugas has a WBA or oh yeah, he has a WBA title. And Errol already oh, tweeted. Yeah. Errol already tweeted. You got something that I want now. Congratulations or whatever he said to him. So I right, because uh, because Pacquiao's the 
the belt got taken away because he didn't fight for a year. Correct. And then it was automatic for Ugas. He was. So yeah, then, yeah, was, you're right. Yeah. So then, yeah. Yep. So I feel like that's the that's the uh, fight for Earl coming up next, probably. Uh, Will that make him undisputed, or is that, a, or is, does he have no, all the belts yet? That would only be three. Terrence Crawford has the oh, WBO. Yeah. Terrence has a WBO. Man, why belt don't why? You know what? I did read something that Bob Arum said that he's working on a fight for Bud that is not related to any. ESPN fighters, whatever that means. I mean, the only other fighters I would know would be then be on PPC. That's where all the welterweights are. So Sean I don't know Porter. what he's talking about. Really? So- sounds like Sean Porter. Ooh. That's going to be a good fight, man. Sean Porter. That's the only part because Sean Porter, he said he was thinking about activating his mandatory. I forgot how the story go. I got I probably got it wrong, but it was something about activating his mandatory and making Bud fight him. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was something like that. Because, you know, uh, Sean Porter has his own uh, podcast. So um, every now and then I catch it. And there was a clip that I saw on YouTube and he was uh, he was speaking on it. And he was like, I'll take Yeah, he was like, I'll take the fight. Like, I don't have no problem fighting him. But um, I hope he does, man. That will be Here's my thing. I think that is the perfect fight for Bud. Away from Manny Pacquiao making the money and getting all the prestige and the clout from fighting somebody like Manny, I think Sean Porter is the perfect fight. And the reason why Sean Porter is the perfect fighter to me is because that's how you know where you fit in in a welterweight division. He's that barometer. That's the gate. Like, that's the gate to champions. Not, 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 um, he's not the gatekeeper, but to champions, Sean is the gate. Yeah, Sean is the gate. Sean is the line. You know what I mean? Either you're above that line or you're below that line. Uh, it, it'll either be him or Danny Garcia. Like I don't see, I don't see him fighting anybody else. Like who else? Yeah, is, exactly. who, who else is Bud gonna fight? Right. Who you gonna? Who they gonna throw in front of him? Virgil Ortiz. Nah, you don't want that. That he, Bud has too bigger. He, he wouldn't. I wouldn't even want him to take that fight. I wouldn't either. I mean, but. I'll be like, let that kid do his own plan, man. You got your own plan. Go unify, you know, go get these upper the upper dudes, the upper echelon type of uh, talent you need to go get after, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who else? I mean, man, That's he's, it, he's stuck somewhere. He's stuck, too. So, but he, but he did it to himself, though. He did it to himself. He did it to himself. Like, this is in a situation where there's much over on the top ranked side. Who's over there to fight? You see what I'm saying? Like all the fighters are. That just the, to just, fight. Yeah, just the fact that we took on. I even answered that. This already tells you more than you need. There's nobody for you to fight. Yeah. There's nobody. Yeah, you, you you need to you know. I, only, I hope that does happen for this. The only per, only people that he could fight, all right, goes like this. Ramirez Taylor fight. They found out who's W who's uh, undisputed at 140, and both those guys move up, and then those are the guys that you fight next because they're on, they're on top rank. That's it. Oh man, that's gonna be a good fight. By the way, forgot about that fight, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah undisputed yeah. at 140. At 140, and that's gonna man. be a hell of a fight because Josh Taylor. I didn't know that he was like Ooh. five nine, five ten. 
Bro, a lot of people sleeping on this cat, man. Yeah. He could yeah. fight. Yeah. Ramirez, it ain't going to be no easy part for Ramirez, man. Oh, man, that's going to be a good fight. That's going to be a... That's gonna. That may be what they call Mexican style fight right there. Definitely. That may be Mexican style fight because Josh yeah, Taylor, yeah. Josh Taylor goes for it, you know. Yep. I think, but he may he may end up boxing, but I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. And uh, Ramirez has already said that he can't stay at one forty uh, too much longer. Yeah, right, right, right. He's a big dude. Yeah, he said. He said. I he said. I drain myself to make the weight, but I make it because I am a champion. And I'm professional. He said, but I can't. I can't continue to do this. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, how long he like? Yeah. Once he, I'm pretty sure if he even gets this title, this undisputed title, he might just drop them all and move up, like you said. Man, right away. Right away. Nothing else. Right. You accomplished it. Boom. Yeah. You move up if you want to. You want to defend them. And a crazy part of the, of that will be um, that Bud wasn't the undisputed champion at 140 for too long. He had he was that guy for right. like two years. He was and, that guy for a short minute. Yeah, and then they came right along and did that and, and cleared it up. Yeah, and then he came up, but then got the WBO, but then just stagnated a mandatory here, a con fight there. Bob Arum. All that is Bob Arum. That's it, man. All that is Bob Arum. Got stuck. got stuck with old man Bob, bro. Yeah. And, and yeah. to me, it would be no disrespect to nobody, but it would be a spit in my face if I was uh, Terrence Crawford and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm like one of your main, I'm like your flagship. Like I'm the biggest guy on the network, right? And then I see Tyson Fury come over and get all this love and and he's paraded around as a champion, as he should be, because he's heavyweight and it's a different type of thing. But he gets all the respect. He gets all the publicity. He gets all that shit. And none of that was ever get given to you. None of that was ever given to you. There's no way I would have stayed with, with, with top rank with all that going on. Nope. All the greats left top rank. All of them. All and, of that's, them. and that's what I keep saying. Like, how do you stay? Yeah, all the greats left, man. Floyd left. Cotto left. De La Hoya. He started going to the boy. Pacquiao left. Yeah. They all created their own promotions. That's it, man. Like, Bud needs to get out, make Bud Crawford promotions or Bud promotions. Crawford. Something, something man. Something. Something. Earl already got his. Man down promotions. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, like, yes, come sir. on, man. Like, gotta wake up, man. Uh, then again, I don't know, but hey, I hope he gets his fights. I want to see him in these big fights. He's multi-talented, man. Yeah, he's gotta see talented. my man Buck. You know, he's too talented. Gotta see him. And he's been he's been waiting on big fights, but the, the effort is not there to get him the big fights. So please, I hope I hope that fight happens. Either Danny, I hope he fights either Danny Garcia. Was Sean Porter, but I would prefer if it was Sean Porter because Sean would be the test for him. That would be the test, man. That'd be a great fight because we know that Earl fought him. We saw how he fared, and if you're able to do something better than that, Ooh. all it does is good is better for you because that puts pressure on Earl. That says, "Hey, my man, smoked him out. You dragged down the whole fight, right? It, it's great. So I hope it happens, and it's better for everyone, man." Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. 
Absolutely. Oh, I, I hope. That. I hope. Oh man, Bob got to tie. Uh, you know, loosen up their pockets, man. Yeah. Um, and then Terrence' contract is up, uh, and they made a, a statement saying it was up in like what October or something. Okay, so you got like a one fight left. Yeah. Well, it just runs out in October. That's what they were saying. It just runs okay. out in October. Um, I just, I just wish that he would just. He just needs he just needs fights to prove that you know this is where he belongs because Kell Brook I mean a Kell Brook fight like I I hear you I salute that but we're talking about a Kell Brook who's been smashed up by Golovkin and then smashed up by Errol Spence like we're talking about damage and not saying that he can't like that Kell Brook couldn't do it but you know as, as I I'm a, I like Kell Brook too but you know. Or maybe I'm just looking at it wrong. Maybe because he did it so easily. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe he did. It, maybe yeah. he's that good that he made it look easy, right? We're like, wow, man. The only way to know is if he, uh, um, you know, Special K comes back and fights someone else like that. But that's the and, thing about him. He'll fight right. and then he'll go away again. He'll fight and then he'll go away again. I, honestly, man, if it was, if it were, if I were in your corner, Kill Brook, I would tell you that you need to just stay over here in America. And, and stay in these gyms and find out what you're really made of. Yeah. That way you know where you stand. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, this is where the big boys play. Yeah. And all, that's, all the that's, best. Huh? That's just being realistic. It's not to, it's not a spit nobody face, but if mm -hmm. you really want to know it, if you got it, you got to stay over here in one of these gyms. Just like, just like the NBA. I mean, you got people from across other countries that come here. Why? Because this is where the elites play. Yeah. Just yeah. like, like, in soccer, all the best playing Europe, vice yeah. versa. Yeah, it is what it is. All yeah. the best boxer gyms, best mind gyms are right here. Absolutely, and it don't matter if you started playing professional at sixteen over there. You ain't shit till you come over here and prove yourself. <laughs> that's right. Like that's, that's a fact. Right. As far as basketball goes, and I think boxing too. You ain't shit till you get over here. Like don't nobody care. Don't yep. nobody care till you get over here and show it. Exactly, exactly. Because this is this is where you made it right here. Yeah, very few, man. And I know uh, the only one who actually stayed was Amir Khan. Yeah. He's the only one who stayed here. Yeah. yeah. Him, and, him and Maidana. There you go. Him and Maidana. That was a crazy fight, man, by the way. That left hook to the body he called Maidana with. And they got it through his hands. It hurt. He's like, mm, he's like, ah. I know how you feel, Mike Dunn. I know just how that, your whole body lock up. Dude. Your whole better. body lock up. Mike Dunn gave him hell, bro. Because yeah, Khan went life and death with this dude. He, he didn't stop. Mike Dunn kept coming. I want to know what made him fucking move up to fight Canelo after two, like two years of being off Amir Khan. Like what, what made him sit and think that that was a good fight to take? I the only thing I can say is money. That's it. I mean, I don't see anything else. Why, you know? Like, what What do you gain from that? Going up two weight divisions when you have not been active for two years. Yeah, for two years. And, and, and what were you thinking that, you know, oh, my speed would carry me for 12 rounds? And not, not to say that, not, I, I'm, not dis, I'm not saying that to disrespect him because I give him a hell of a lot of respect for going up two <clears throat> weight classes and fighting, but you know, like what what was what was the thinking behind that? And like who said like yeah, you can do it. You think maybe he talked to his uh, coach uh what's his name? Um 
Virgil. Virgil. Maybe so, he's like, maybe Virgil's like, you know what? I see some deficiencies. You're faster. You move her. He struggles with movement at the time. Maybe he thought, hey, we could, uh, we could edge this out. I don't know. I don't know why he took that fight. Listen, that was the Canelo I said was at the time. I was like, yo, I think he's starting to try to, I think he's starting to try and figure out what he can do. And that's all he was doing. That's all he was doing. You know, he had the fight where it didn't look good against Mayweather. Then he came back against uh, Kirkland. We all know what that was. That was a guy that, okay, I'm going to pick this guy because I know I can get him. And then I'm going to just start building from there until I get all the good fights. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Amir was thinking about. Amir Khan was thinking about like, I, I, at 147, 140, 135 or whatever, like I, I liked Amir Khan, but when that fight was made, I was like, this is bad. <laughs> you bad. already saw that KO in your head. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> as soon as it got announced. Yes, because, oh. and the thing that started replaying to me was, when Amir Khan got knocked out by Bradis Prescott. That was the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, oh shit, you wanna fight, you wanna fight Canelo? You pictured that boop, him going out. And then the second thing that popped into my head was uh Danny Garcia chasing him around, trying to knock his head hey, off. I always remember that fight the way he went out. Shit. Man, he man, he had that fight too. He was smoking Danny. And Danny and just Danny touched just him. Countered him. <laughs> he just touched him. That hook. Boop. He touched him. It's over. It's like, yeah. And that might just start wobbling around the ring. I was like, oh, yeah. So the spaghetti legs came out. Yeah, Couldn't man. Get a hold of himself, man. Now yeah, you got man. Danny Garcia going up now, right? You really think he's going to go up? I think he is, man. I think he knows. I mean, what else can you do? You already fought the best at the one of the best at welterweight and lost. What Two do you do? Best. Three of the best. He fought Sean you, Porter. He fought Keith Thurman. And he fought Errol Spence. Right. So what do you do now? Who else? I mean, there, there's no one else. Well, actually, there is. His name is Bud Crawford. But you know he ain't going to get that. So he's probably like, man, I got nothing else but to go up to 154. Yeah, especially if you're sitting around like you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But who do, who does he beat at at one fifty four one five four? You know what? I'm not gonna lie. A lot of the maybe top man. I know he can't even touch the five top top five guys. He can't touch top ten. Mm, man, it's hard. I don't. I don't. Th- I think he'll lose to Laura. Yeah. Right that's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Laura went up. Laura's at one sixty. Oh, he went up. Oh, that's right. The one that just happened this the weekend. The one that just happened, uh, yeah. With the cornflake. Um, yeah. La Mana or something like that, yeah. right? I don't, I don't know how to say it, but um, yeah. Which he got a WBA belt, which I don't know how. That shit is so suspect, man. They just be doing this <laughs> shit. And, and to me, I wouldn't even accept the belt because all you're doing is paying sanctioning fees to have the fucking belt to begin with. Like, what's the whole point of me having a belt that really ain't mine? Bro, these organizations, man. These organizations, man. They hustling. They just hustling these guys. 
it sucks, man. I'm like, what? What title? I sit back and I'm like, who has them? I'm like, you got the guy, Royota Murata, okay. And then you got Eubanks. So that's it. But you got a title? That would be a good fight, too. Eubanks and uh, uh, Charlo. Man, yeah. I think I, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, I believe. Uh, or maybe in our just our phone conversations. Mm-hmm. That, how, man, I wish Jamal would have went for Eubanks instead of uh, the guy he's fighting this year. So that felt that fight was supposed to happen in 2020, but it fell through. Oh man! I think I think when COVID when COVID really picked up, it just fell off. Yeah, they 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 just let the fight go because they, they uh no seating and all that, so uh, they you canceled. Can't pay that these guys, man. So they you had know, you got to pay these guys somehow. Yeah. yeah, they had canceled that fight, so Eubank was uh, left out in the cold. That's how he ended up being with Roy Jones because he didn't have a trainer and all that, or he was trying to find a new trainer or whatever it was. He talked about it. He, he recently did an interview. He talked about it. He was saying I was supposed to fight Charlo. That was going to be my fight in okay. 2020. He said that was my supposed to be my fight in 2020 to test myself, to find out uh, where I really belong at in the division. He said, and then COVID happened and it messed up all my plans. He said, so I sat for 15 months trying to find a new fight. Damn. Yeah. He says so that, that will be a good fight, though. Yeah, he right. says so. I end up not having nowhere to go, and I, Roy invited me. I forgot how how he said it, but I, if I'm butchering the story, my fault. But he ended up being at Roy's place training, and after he was there for a week, Roy asked him, Are "You with me or you leaving?" He said, "I'm I'm staying. I ain't going nowhere." He said, "That's all I want to know." <laughs> he said after that, he just he said Roy was his trainer. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Man, said, shout out to Roy Jones Jr. Yep, Roy said, uh, in an interview, if I if I if I can remember, because he recently did it, it was just like a couple of days ago. Um, Send me the link after the podcast. Absolutely, Roy told Roy said in the interview, he said it's not that Chris Eubank Jr. can't fight. I forgot how he worded it, but he's basically saying, I know he'll go out there and try to get the knockout. I know he's, I know he's, I know he's fast. I know he's uh talented. He said, but I don't, I don't just want him to be a talented fighter. I want him to use his damn head. He said, the moment he started mm-hmm. using his head and being able to use, use his, his mind to think and put guys in certain positions to make it easier for him, he'll make boxing easier. I want him to box. He said, I don't want him to go out there and just throw punches and slug. I want him to be, I want him to think. I want him to be more of a boxer. He said, cause once the mind is sharp enough to box, he said the rest of you. He said, uh, I think he said you got all, you got the rest of the guys beat once you know how to do that. He said, Yeah, I know he can throw punches. I know he can throw punches and bunches. I know he can uh, knock guys out, but that's not what I want him to focus on. And then when you watch that fight, I was like, Okay, I see it. I okay. see it. I see it because a couple times Eubank had a chance to get him out of there, and he stood back and he boxed. And they asked where they was like, Why did Why didn't you tell him to go ahead and get him out of there? He said because he ain't fought in fifteen months. He needed to get he needed to get them rounds. That's smart. He said he got he could have got him out of there in two or three rounds if that was the case. He said, but I need him to use his mind. He needs to understand what's in front of him and how, and how to use his skill set to better help him out. That's why the that's why the kid was jabbing and he was doing all those different things. I was like, okay, cool. I get it. I see it. 
I see it. But that would that, that would be a good fight if they could make that fight. That would be good. However, so. he fights what uh Montiel, uh Charlo, big Charlo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Montiel Macias. Yeah. Coming uh I forget who knocked him out. Or no, he knocked out uh Kirkland, right? Oh Recently? yeah, I didn't yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that might be him, bro. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But uh, yeah, I was like, damn, James. James need to get back with uh Ann Wolf or or somebody that can, you know, uplift him and put him back into a good place. Yeah, he got because man, he did a stint in jail not too long ago. And like, man, he got it's hard, bro. I don't know. Some dudes gotta really stay in the gym, man, because then you know they, they fall over when they're not active. Yeah. Yeah, but it's that discipline and whoever's in your corner too, right? Right, that matters too. Yeah, yeah, but I can't wait for this fight, man. Like I'm, 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 I'm excited. Uh, I'm happy to see that Canelo is uh fighting some somewhat decent competition. Yeah, young competition. Um, yeah, it's not an old, tired, worn out guy. So, um, this should be good. I think seventy thousand fans. <laughs> right? Is that what they said? Yeah, that's because people keep saying boxing's dead. I don't know how. It ain't dead. It's just a bunch of bullshit happening, Um, and we need to cut the bullshit out so we can get to the actual boxing of the, you know, that that makes this this sport so great. But uh, it's a young fighter. It's a guy who's never been, you know, hurt really, as far as I know. Um, He's light on his feet. Billy Joe Saunders is who we're talking about, but. I got a seven four seven. Uh, I got an eight. What I say seven five, and you got an eight eight four four eight eight four. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, definitely, man. I, I we'll see. I hope it's a great fight. I hope he goes competitive and DJ Saunders comes to I, knock I, his head off too. I do too because that's that's the only way he's gonna win this fight. That's the only way. To, remember, the saying has always been to be the champ. You gotta beat the champ. Yeah, you gotta take that shit away from him. You know, you got you gotta go in there and take it. You gotta try and take it off of him. Yeah. And uh, we'll see, right? He got. Uh, and then what's intriguing me is also the fact that he's finally facing a lefty. He hasn't faced a lefty since Laura. So I'm interested to see how he'll adapt to a lefty at this type of. Uh, you know, at this level that Canelo's at right now. I forgot. So I'm Damn, curious. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Think about it, my guy. Wow. Think about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested in that too. How is he? How far has he come along since the days of Laura and Trout? So, so everyone keep an eye on that and see how he does. You know, because we'll see. Oh, and also I want to plug in this one for people who are going to watch it. Uh, there's also this really uh, good uh, prospect that's on the card, and I've been watching him, Keyshawn Davis. Mm-hmm. He will be in this card. Mm-hmm. I like this kid. He's making noise. And um, I see the feature bright for this kid, too. I think I I think I, I put you on him before. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, look, look him up, uh, or I'll, I'll send you some link after the podcast. Keyshawn Davis. He had a fight like a couple months ago, right? Yeah, exactly. He's always on the undercard, so yeah. People, you know, he's coming up, so he's always opening the show or just like first, second fight, uh, second, third fight. 
is so, is he the cousin? Uh, and I could be wrong. Is he the cousin of Shakur Stevenson? Or do I have that wrong? You might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure, but we'll we'll check it out later. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what's up. But um, definitely, man. Um, uh, uh, this should be an interesting fight. Um, I think BJ is gonna do well early, but it's just that avalanche and that engine of Canelo. Like the moment he starts to figuring out where you are how to throw shots to anticipate where you're going to be when he lets his hands go and they connect. Like it's just certain things that Canelo, like it's simple things that outside minds who don't really understand boxing, like it's little small details and sciences of it that certain types of people just don't understand that Canelo knows how to do, you know, like this is just not nobody just throwing wild shots and, and just trying to hit you. Like this dude knows what he's doing when he's when he's placing these shots, you know. So I I look forward to it. I'm very excited. Um, it's it'll also be the big bros' uh, birthday weekend. So hopefully he ain't mad at me. For, yeah, hopefully he ain't there mad at go, me, man. for being drunk and shit at his. <laughs> there you go. You you guys gonna have to fight over it. Um, if you if if I'm allowed over there, I don't know if I'm allowed over there, man. Like I was over there. Drunk and shit, you know. Got got had too go. much to drink, but I had a good time. That's good, man. Uh, yeah, nothing was, beats a great fight night, bro. No, nothing, it, nothing, nothing. Man. Especially when you're around good people. And, and the best there part about it is, you know, that I pay for this shit. You know what I'm thinking of doing though, bro? I don't know if you uh, thought about this. Just paying for the zone for the year. No, I haven't thought about that actually. No, I've been. I'm still paying month to month. I am too, but if you pay for, for the whole year, it's like eight dollars less each month. Like if you go back, go oh, go look shit. at it. Just, just go check I'll it go out. Go look at it. Go check it out. And I, that's not that's me trying to plug the zone because the motherfuckers ain't paying us for this shit. No, not at all. No. Shit. No, but that's just me just saying. Um, I looked at the pricing, and I don't know how. I ain't gonna say how much our minds is, but um, based okay. on what I looked at, and for the whole year. It's eight dollars less a month, for real. Like you're saving, you're actually saving cash by paying for cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it after the show. Let Absolutely. me know. I'm Absolutely. interested in that, definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah, Hell boy. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say, or you want to keep going and get off here? Uh, oh, that's pretty much it, man. I'm, I'm all set. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. Once again, my guest, well, not my guest, my host today was Cesar Hernandez. There it is. Uh, yes, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> this is another episode of Clean Breaks. This weekend will be the Canelo Alvarez BJ Saunders fight. Hopefully that you're t- you tuned in and you enjoy it. We shall enjoy it as well. Wherever you are, whether you're using it from your phone or from your TV or wherever you wherever you plan on being. Hope you guys enjoy it. Be safe. Take care of yourself. We gonna get about this thing, man. Deuces.